everybody welcome to the comments from the peanut gallery podcast i'm your host jordan kurtz i'm here with a very special guest that i will introduce here for you in just a moment but just to kick off a little read for a couple of our sponsors here comments from the peanut gallery i would like to give a huge shout out to performance mma make sure that you come and check them out at 4731 south santa fe circle right here in englewood colorado for any of your training gear or equipment needs Make sure that you look them up, fighter tested, fighter approved, fighter recommended. So make sure that you give them a look. Also check them out online at Performance MMA. They're going to give you a rundown of everything that they have to offer right now. Also make sure that you check out Koyo's Beverage Corp for some of the best beverages on the market in terms of sports recovery. So just give them a look, Koyo's Beverage Corp. Thank you very much for all of that. And now to introduce our special guest here. Thank you very much for joining us here today, Melanie. Thank you so I'm much very, for having me. <laughs> so we have something special for all of you guys out there, switching the pace up a little bit from someone throwing the punches to someone who helps you after you've received the punches. So we have Miss Mel Benninger. Will you please introduce yourself and let the people know what you do? Hi. Um, so my business is called Acupressure and Holistic Health. And I do a combination of oriental medicine practices like acupressure, moxibustion, um, cupping, which you may have heard of, mm -hmm. um, and also cranial sacral therapy. And I have a specific method that I, is unique to my practice that I call blueprint activation. And awesome. I can talk about that a little bit later. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, uh, what is the name of your practice as well as uh, what's your website? So my website is coloradoalternativehealth.com. And it is Acupressure and Holistic Health. You can find me on Facebook as well and on Instagram. And yeah, awesome. that's it. Okay. And so you've got some uh, you've got some special things that are in the works now as you're growing within uh, within your business. Mm -hmm. We were kind of discussing this a little bit before. Let everybody know what you're kind of delving into. Sure. So I'm actually working on an online class right now, which is going to be made live from September 15th to October 15th. And it is called Creating Your Energy Field for Highly Sensitive People. And it's for anybody who experiences overwhelm or exhaustion or anxiety from the people around you. It can be family and friends, work environment, um, overwhelm from too much exposure to like computers at work or television, or just if you feel like, um, just if you get overstimulated easily. Um, and so the class, it's meant for empaths essentially, intuitive people, um, and it's very useful for anybody who's experienced um, any kind of PTSD or concussion, um, or also healthcare practitioners um, who work with other sensitive people. Um, and so what the class really is, is teaching over 20 techniques in how to ground, shift, and manifest in your energy field, because everything is energy, and so it's all an inside job. So working with your energy field is going to create your reality on the outside, essentially. How did you come into the, or you know, what brought you on this path to, you know, getting to this point? It's a long story. Long story, okay. Um, do you want the long version or the short version? I mean, you could summarize it for us if you like. Okay. Um, so basically, a decade ago, I was in my own really bad car, car accident, okay. and I had a concussion and a brain injury that really just blew out all my filters um, as energetically and 
physically in a lot of ways. I wasn't able to see well. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hear correctly. I had like hypersensitive hearing. I wasn't able to taste or have a sense of hunger. My sense of time and space was completely just dismantled. Um, and I was comprehending reality on a second by second basis. And so maybe much like autism. Um, so that was an experience where I didn't know how to deal with it. And I was 18 at the time, I'm 28 right now. And I tried, I went to neuro, um, neuropsychologists and other Western practitioners and I wasn't really given anything to help me. Um, and later on, soon later on, I guess, I found yoga, I found meditation, and I found that diet and proper rest and exercise were really the things that helped me the most in my recovery. Um, but also through that experience, I was just opened up to a whole world of energy. And so eventually it got me into this field, um, mostly through meditation the first four years or so of my recovery. And then I moved out here and I met my teacher of acupressure and reflexology and I studied with him one-on-one -on -one for three years. And I've been practicing um, acupressure for over five years now in Denver. So I have an office here in Denver and then also an office in Boulder. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So but long story short. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure you, know, yeah. you see all the ups and the downs, everything in between. Yeah. Know, and I'm actually trip. writing a book on it right now. That's so cool. What, so what? it's an autobiography mm -hmm. slash my own theories on how the brain heals itself. Do you find that you just are amazed by the human body when you, you know, Absolutely. tap into those sort of things that you're talking about? Absolutely. How it can heal itself. Um, not heal itself, but it can almost like start the process on its own? Well, it does heal itself. And it's just okay. a matter of like everyone's energy body is whole and complete and healthy and pure and tapping into that. And it's like somebody will come to me with uh, physical pain or with, some kind of difficulty concentration, concentrating or depression or insomnia or something like that. But it's like when you talk to somebody energetically, you're talking to a part of them that is always healthy and tapping into a part of them that, and it's, it's interesting saying a part of them because it's really not a part of them. It's their entire being is completely healthy all the time. And so allowing that person to communicate with themselves in a complete way and also get to a state of complete rest is really where healing starts. Okay. And the person does all the work. You know, as a practitioner, I just facilitate and kind of channel what's going in, what's going on. But they're doing all the work. Do you find that, you know, with in relation to working with some of these energies and finding that deep rest and all that, that within, you know, with it being 2019, with technology, modern technology everywhere, blue lights, that sort of thing with, you know, people not being able to detach from their devices, is that kind of a, a growing obstacle that you have to overcome? Or the people that maybe are coming to you realize that that's something that they need to go away from? Um, I mean, technology doesn't come up that much as okay. a serious issue for people, um, unless they've had a concussion and they're really sensitive to light, for instance, or like fluorescent light. Um, that becomes an issue where like people who work you know, nine to five jobs in front of a computer and then they have a concussion and or they have a history of migraines or something like that and then they can no longer do that. And so it's it's an energetic thing for sure. Um, in that kind of case, I know there are ways of protecting yourself energetically from okay. that kind of electromagnetic influence. Mm -hmm. mm, 
but it's not really something I work with that much. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And the reason that I ask is just because more and more, you know, you, I feel like in the last, you know, four or five years, we've seen sleep science or like studies behind that aspect of. Oh, like, definitely. You know, yeah. the neurochemistry of your body just grow and grow, and everything comes out that you know now to the point to where they sell like blue light filter glasses for yeah. people to wear at home at night. So they I mean, they're definitely start the melatonin process. Yeah, and there's a huge correlation between the amount of time spent in front of a computer watching TV right before you go to sleep and the quality of sleep that you have. Okay. Certainly. Now. To kind of pivot from there and talk and practice and who, you know, who might be in the market for what you do. Obviously, anybody who's out there who has some sort of traumatic injury or mm -hmm. just a brain injury accident, whatever. Mm -hmm. Being that a large base of our guests on the show as well as our audience that follows comments from the peanut gallery is, you know, fans or participants within combat sports of some nature, whether it be Muay Thai to MMA boxing, kickboxing, so on and so forth, and there's a large amount of football fans, mm -hmm. that all kind of is right in the wheelhouse of, you know, something that you may be able to offer for some of these people who are going through a car crash at least once a week. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at least once a week. At I least hope, once a week. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, for an athlete, right. I'm, I'm sure it's possible that that, you know, having minor, like, continuous small traumatic brain injuries mm -hmm. um, is really common. Right. And there's not, there's not a lot of science out there as far as what cumulative concussion or TBI, how that affects the person in the long run. And I think that's happening more and more now because of like football. I think there's more research being done with football players in that realm. I'm not sure about boxers or wrestlers or martial artists so much. Um, but I've definitely, I've worked with many wrestlers, martial artists, boxers, any athlete who's had any kind of blunt trauma to the head or anywhere in the body. Um, it's definitely something I can help with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was your question? I'm like, so with, uh, with, you know, with someone who is, is going through that that sort of trauma on you know, on a regular basis, I guess, what would what does the next step look like that, or look like to them yeah. if they were to come sure. to you to receive, I mean, receive, you know, receive treatment or something? Yeah. That nature? Um, it's actually, uh, it's pretty common that an athlete will come to me for, say, like, pain in their arm or leg or something like that, and they won't even know that they've had a concussion or that it's been an ongoing issue, and I'll ask them about memory problems or concentration or chronic headaches, sleep issues, um, it can also lead to like anxiety. Um, and so there's a lot of different symptomology related to a minor head injury that people don't really um, attribute to having a concussion or being an athlete. And it's like over time, they'll notice more and more and more that they're having more of these symptoms. Um, and so typically somebody will come to me actually for a physical injury and then we'll learn like, hey, this is, I can actually help you in a lot of other ways too. Um, but as far as working with concussion and those like minor traumas over time, it's really getting the brain to a state of relaxation. And in cranial sacral therapy, we call that still point. Okay. And so I kind of, when we were talking earlier, mentioning how cranial sacral therapy works. Yeah, really and it's, interesting. it's related to the rhythm of the cerebral spinal fluid, which moves up the spine and then it moves around the cranium in specific rhythms, depending on the plate. And so ideally, you want the rhythm to be even on either side. Um, and so 
with any kind of trauma to the brain, you'll see that one side will be like a little bit off. And so it's really setting a space for the person and the contact to promote an even movement in that fluid. Um, And within that process, then we have still point, which is kind of, kind of a mystery more or less as to actually what's happening, but it's a point where the fluid will be moving and then all of a sudden freeze. There's something that's happening in there and it's almost like as a practitioner, my hands are like attracted to their heads like a magnet and it'll stay there for anywhere between like one minute to even 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden it's like the energy pushes my hands away from their head and then things start moving at an even pace. And typically like the person will have a deep sigh, inhalation, exhalation, and just, you can just tell their whole nervous system is resetting. And so it's like promoting this parasympathetic nervous system to like actually go into that rest and digest mode instead of being in fight or flight. Because when you're in some kind of injury, like with blunt trauma, your body goes into fight or flight. And so you're tense, um, you might react to things quickly or get easily startled. Um, it affects your digestion, slows down your digestion, your heart rate goes up, you might get anxiety, excess sweating, headaches, um, difficulty concentrating. So all of these things are part of that fight or flight process that mm-hmm. goes hand in hand with these kind of injuries. And so really getting them into that state of rest and digest is where healing happens. I mean, I, I find that all extremely fascinating and interesting on that side. Now, along with your methods of treatment do you know do you take a look you mentioned stuff with diet do you do any sort of like planning or the nutritional like game planning if you will or anything for for your clients absolutely okay yeah i use oriental nutrition which is different than western nutrition so i don't advise on supplements or anything like that Um, i might do muscle testing to see how the body interacts with a certain supplement because even say somebody's taking like a multivitamin and there's so many brands of multivitamins, right? Mm-hmm. And so one brand in the way it's processed might be conducive to that person's health, whereas another one might not be so helpful. And so there are ways of looking through muscle testing and through reading the pulse um, if, that, if any supplement is good or not for the person. But as far as diet goes, I advise using oriental nutrition, which is based on principles of yin and yang, hot, cold, excess deficiency in the body. So looking at these kind of basic um, metabolic processes in the body. Okay. So with that being said, you know, obviously a large portion of what you do is based on the wellness and like the, the functional aspect of things as opposed to, you know, going like the big farmer route and, oh, well, you know, you took a ding on the head, here's a script for, you know, for Vicodin or, sure. you know, something along those lines, which mm-hmm. more and more, you know, the, it, it's, it's, it's apparent what the, what the issue with all that is. Mm-hmm. Whereas in say yesteryear, that was so easy for, you know, for football players or, you know, athletes in general, just to be, you know, written that prescription and, you know, pop those things like Skittles and then you just go on about it. Mm-hmm. But you're starting to see more and more that athletes don't want to go that route. Yeah. Which I don't blame them in the slightest. You know, we've had a couple of very high-profile examples of those guys from the NFL recently, with Rob Gronkowski being one of them. One, you know, one of the biggest names in all of pro football, but was a very big man who took a lot of punishment. Well, I mean, I can only imagine someone like him as well as Andrew Luck, who I'm not sure if you're familiar with either one of these names at all, but they're uh, one of them was a very highly, uh, highly touted quarterback 
who you know they said was going to be the next biggest thing since John Elway. You know, very very high potential for what he could have achieved, but mm-hmm. went through some major injuries in the early portion of his career and just retired at 29. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know you see guys like Peyton Manning who played close to 40. You know you have Drew Brees and Tom Brady, some of the other you know the best quarterbacks of this generation playing into their 40s, mm-hmm. and this guy called it quits at 29. So I would only imagine that some of what he was going through or not wanting to get down the path of with that many injuries was the painkillers. And that was what one of the analysts on one of the sports talk shows had spoken to and said that, you know, I mean, I can't blame this young man if after all the injuries that he's had and he's already been robbed of the joy of playing the game because it's injury, rehab, play, injury, rehab, play, you know, that whole sort of cycle. Mm How many times did they just try to say, okay, we're going to shoot you up with, you know, with some sort of, you know, cortisone injection or something to that effect, Mm -hmm. give you this pill to mask it? How long do you want to go through that cycle and more so break your body down? Whereas now there's a lot more alternatives. In addition to that, when you're taking those painkillers long term, you're also creating toxicity in your liver and your kidneys. And in the long run, that's that's still going to shorten your like athletic performance mm-hmm. and your ability to have that stamina and keep going. Definitely. I mean, I've learned a lot in the last just little bit about how like heightened liver enzymes like decrease your overall output and functionality and that has a big a big part of it I'm I'm assuming. Hmm. You know, from taking all of the painkillers and having to be like metabolized and whatnot, I'm sure that that probably has an increase in that along with the trauma that these athletes are routinely facing. Mhm. And it's like the more you're taking of anything, whether it's painkillers or any other drug, your body has to process all of it. And so, I mean, really, the, my approach is looking at medicine as more of like, more like food as medicine. <laughs> and so you can do that just as easily, I think, than taking painkillers or whatever. I think, I mean, a main, a huge problem I'm seeing over time is more and more people coming in with opioids, especially like if after surgery and knowing that that's insanely addictive and seeing the side effects of that. Like I'm seeing people who get like really bad night sweats, although they'll get the shakes trying to get off or suicidal ideation. Um, and it's really severe. Um, and that worries me, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's one thing to take um, like naproxen or um, Advil or, or uh, what am I talking about? <laughs> um, why can't I think of it? Um, Tylenol, Advil. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, there's one thing to take that long term, which is going to create more and more cumulative toxicity in your body. But like the opioids, especially and how addictive they are, it's like that can completely ruin your career as an athlete. Um, even like taking that for a month can be addictive, and everybody's different, but. Um, that's something that I think alternative medicine can really help with. No, I think that you are spot on with that. You know, I mean, there's there's been tail and tail over and over of not even just athletes, but just the common person who, you know, you had to get surgery for a broken toe or, you know, something like that because you kick the coffee table in the middle of the night and they give you a prescription for some sort of opioid-based drug and then next thing you know, you're hooked. And that's, you know, that, that could happen to anybody. So I, you know, I, I come from Pueblo, Colorado originally, so there's a huge opioid epidemic down there in general. Mm-hmm. So all of that, to me, the more that there can be awareness or alternative options from people getting hooked on something of that nature, 
the better. That's why I love hearing any sort of conversation with anything different yeah. than that. And I think in the same light, especially with athletes, you see a lot of people really hooked on like energy drinks and drinking insane amounts of coffee to like just stay jacked and keep going. Mm-hmm. And so also, you know, talking to my clients about uh, what is happening metabolically in their bodies and how you can only do that for so long before you get like total adrenal fatigue and like you start crashing really hard. Um so really, and then also same with like eating like processed food and, you know, takeout, um, fast food and that kind of stuff and how that affects your athletic performance too. Oh yeah, definitely. So you're very much so like, as we've already stated on the holistic end of things mm-hmm. with it. So are you, when you're talking in terms of food as medicine, you know, very much so going the, the organic route. So you're not having to worry about the potential, of like the roundup sort of pesticide. I mean, as much as possible, it's okay. expensive, but you know, but the more whole food, the better. Have one body. Yeah. Body. If you buy something that's pre-made, if it has like five or less ingredients, <laughs> right, right. if you know, actually, you know, the ingredients that are in your food, that's always good mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to how many preservatives and what have you in there. Exactly. Um, you know, I think, I think it's good to meet people where they're at. You know, I don't think it's good for anybody to have a drastic change or be like, oh, I've been eating this way my whole life. And then all of a sudden I need to shift into this extremely different diet. Um, I don't think any kind of extreme shift in lifestyle is healthy for anybody. Um, but just kind of seeing where somebody's at. Making those gradual changes, yeah. then, I guess. And what they're willing to change. And even if it's just one food or cutting out cheese or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. You know, I, I always find it, and maybe you can uh, you can pull me back off of this track, but I find it crazy that people will say, like, oh, you know, eating eating healthier or whatever, oh, that that's so expensive, where, you know, you may have just on average, you know, like a $100 grocery bill versus an 80 but you have no problem going out on the weekend and dropping a $100 right. bar tab, mm-hmm. and then another 20 bucks on the Uber, sure. and then another 15, 20 bucks at the taco truck late at night, like, so you just racked up 150 bucks over one weekend, no problem, and you do that a couple weekends a month, but... When it comes time to going and getting the fuel for your body to run, then you start pinching pennies. Yeah. Like, I just think it's that's It's really about self-care and, like, prioritizing. It's like, right. if you really care about your athletic career and you want to you do well, you know, you got to make those choices. Definitely. Definitely. Now, we've talked a lot about the overall aspect in terms of, you know, what, uh, what, what you're able to work with. What is the actual process in terms of, like, the treatment look like? Like, you know, when you're going through and sure. you're, you know, tapping into those energies, how exactly, I guess, in a way that, you know, the, the lay person out there, if you will, what's the best way to kind of explain that process to them? Sure. Um... Not not to try to go too crazy. On well, I will say up front that everyone's session with me is drastically different. Okay. And so I'm really catering what I know specifically to that person, what's going to help them. Um, so when somebody comes to me for the first time, I do a really thorough intake of their medical history, um, of their injuries, anything that's going on, and I look at their tongue which is an oriental medicine thing. We look at different zones of the tongue and look at the color, size, shape, texture, and moisture to see um, the kind of quality of the digestive fluids and heat and cold in the body, if there's dampness and other different things. And there's kind of zones depending on like what energetic meridians you're looking at. 
And so then I'll look at the tongue and then I'll take the pulses, which I look at 14 different pulse positions, which is different than in Western medicine, which will look more at like beats per minute, um, or sometimes I'll take blood pressure. Um, but looking at the 14 pulse positions, I'm looking at the energy meridians in the body and what's going on there. And so in all oriental medicine practices, you have a concept of energy in the body, right? Um, so whether it's Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic, which has a different kind of um, model of how it's structured in the body, um, you in all cases, you have different layers of energy in the body. And so in Chinese medicine, which is dealing with acupressure, which is essentially acu, it is like acupuncture, but without needles. So I just want to be really clear about that. I don't use needles. Um, I don't do anything invasive. Um, and I work with a lot of people who are needle shy too. <laughs> but I, I personally think they work equally as well. Um, it's, it depends on the technique, the practitioner. But anyway, so um, there are 12 main meridians in the body, and then there's a central, two central meridians, so there's 14. And there is kind of a hierarchy of kind of depth of the meridian. So there are like these more superficial sinew channels, um, and you go deeper into the muscle layer, and that's kind of where the main meridians go, and they attach to the organs. And then there are even deeper layers of energy um, that are kind of like your resources in your body. So by reading the pulse, I'm looking at all these different aspects and what's going on in different places. Um, so then after that, um, I'll kind of make an assessment of what kind of treatment method the person might need. And sometimes I'll show you some of my gear. Okay. <laughs> so we yeah. can kind of get a visual. So I use these tools called percussors aka vibrators, <laughs> and so I put direct pressure on the points. And so what this does, it opens up the energy meridian at that point. And so where the points are on the body is where the energy meets the surface of the skin. Okay. And so if you can imagine, if you have, if you are hit in the arm and you have pain there, wherever there's pain, there's a blockage of energy. And wherever the energy or the chi goes, the blood flows. So by opening up the energy meridian, you're helping promote circulation in that area, and okay. it reduces the pain. Pretty okay. simple, right? Makes total sense, yeah. Yeah. So I use these guys. Um, I'll do cranial sacral therapy. I also use an herb called Artemisia argi, which is called moxa or moxibustion, and it's this gold fluffy stuff. Okay. It's actually, you can find this stuff in Colorado. Um, it's like the sagebrush out here you grind it up and then it's basically the fuzz off of the leaf makes this stuff and so I'll roll it into like little cones and I'll light incense and kind of burn it down until well I'm not gonna I never let it reach the skin surface but whenever the person says hot or it's pretty close then I'll just take it off and so what it's doing is nourishing that point Okay. and creating more blood circulation in that area. Okay. So that's another method that I that's use. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I also use cupping. I didn't bring any cups with me. They look like little fish bowls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You've probably seen, like, um, Michael Phelps or whatever. You know, I think he was probably one of the most famous, famous case. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
most everybody within, really I would good. say, or a large portion of our audience is pretty familiar with it. It's a pretty common thing that yeah. a lot of fighters It's great for, there. like, musculoskeletal tightness and just kind of opening up the channels on the back and shoulders especially. Especially, like, around the serratus major area, you know, right there behind the shoulder blade because naturally everybody yeah, is, you know, exactly. either throwing or they're pulling in with, you know, with grabs, holds, takedowns, all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. So totally. definitely see a lot of those right around in there and, like, all the scraping, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, we've definitely covered a lot within this time. Is there yeah, anything really <laughs> that, uh, you know, that I may not have asked you about that you want to get out there or anything that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I don't think so. If you want to do a session with me, um, I'm in Denver on Sundays and Mondays, and I'm in Boulder on Saturdays. And I'm offering my class, Creating Your Energy Field for Highly Sensitive People, on September 8th is the next one. I'm, I offer it monthly. And then my online class, you can. There's going to be a discounted pre-sale ticket registration uh, starting September 1st, and then the class is going to go live with full price from September 15th to October 15th. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, I can. And yeah. it's going to be great. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. This thing just flashes. Man, no, that that's got to be an exciting thing that you have that you know that you have that coming up with your class. You know, you've got the book in the works. Uh -huh. like, seems seems like things are on the up and up for you there. Yeah, I'm hoping to get the book done by the end of this year. That's awesome. So when when you're going through that process, you know, because as a creative myself, I always try to look to figure out different ways to kind of expand my reach or my skills, if you will. How did you like? What made you want to write a book? It's kind of been on my mind for a while, and for me, that creative process is also a healing process. Okay. Um, so after I got in the car accident, I kept a journal for myself for four years, and it was like right as I was going into undergrad, and I remember right after I graduated, I actually read through my whole journal and just had this whole process of like realizing everything that I had gone through, and I, I just knew kind of around that time that eventually I would write a book about it, okay. but... I just feel like everything's kind of come around full circle and with what I'm doing with the, the cranial sacral therapy and the blueprint activation, it really fits well into what I'm going to be writing about and mm -hmm. it's really just based on my own experience. Um, so like having the scientific knowledge now and having studied, I'm in acupuncture school right now, which is a four-year program up in um, Gun Barrel. Um, okay. So I've got one more year of school left there. And then I can practice using Chinese herbs and with acupuncture. Okay. So I'm excited about that. Um, but as far as like writing the book, it just seemed like the right time. You know, sometimes okay. you just know you're like, oh, this is time to do it. Just feel that calm. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to share it with people. And okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I I've loved our conversation here. Like I've learned so much in this just this little bit of time. Like it's it's fascinating, and I think that. Anybody that is a follower within, you know, within my audience to the people that, you know, are just out there that come across this can gain something from here. You know, I think that there's a lot of value that you brought for us here today. So thank, thank you so, you so much. much, Melanie. For I really appreciate you having me on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, for all you listeners, you can hit me up, coloradoalternativehealth.com or on Facebook, Acupressure and Holistic Health. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me, ask any questions. Um, if you feel like this could be a good fit for you to do a session with me, I'd love to give you a little consultation and yeah. 
Yeah, so Always for, available. for everybody out there that has been following along with our conversation today, please give Melanie a look because I think that you can benefit from it. You know, whether whether you're an athlete or not, how many of you out there have gone through at some point some sort of car accident? You're reliving the glory days of you catching that big pass in the football game. Well, sometime you probably came into something to where you might need some uh, need a little bit of working on. So. Thank you so much for coming here today for us. Like I say, I think that that's, uh, that's something that hopefully will then bring some traction your way. Because, like I say, we're, it takes a village. You know, that's, that's why I, I love just having interesting conversations with anybody surrounding the space or that can have something that relates to us here in, in, the, in the combat sports world and in mixed martial arts. So, like I say, thank you so much for coming on today. Such a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. Managing uh, all the crazy Denver high, you know, holiday traffic on the highway absolutely a mess out there for everybody that's following along <laughs> that traffic in Denver is intense today uh, so just a quick couple of plugs on our end as we throw this thing out here make sure that you tune in to Fury FC on September 28th we're gonna have a lot of our own here from Factory X and I will be commentating that night as well we're gonna have Austin Jones as well as Jordan Titoni as the main and co-main. There's also gonna be George Martinez, Ben Armendariz, uh, Oscar Herrera, and Clay Matza on that card. No Mercy MMA is gonna be September 14th. We'll also be doing commentary for that. We have a few fighters from Factory X that's gonna be on that card as well. And right now, our big piece is right here. We have Brandon Royval. Brandon Royval will be fighting for the LFA Flyweight World Title on October 4th, right here in Colorado. All of these guys have tickets available for sale. So if you're interested in coming to the events, it's definitely something that you don't want to miss. But hit them up directly for tickets. They directly benefit from you purchasing tickets from them. We are the Comments from the Peanut Gallery podcast. You can follow us along on Instagram at Comments from the Peanut Gallery, on Twitter at Peanut Podcast. Check us out www.cftpg.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Give us a like. Thank you so much for all of your following and support. Melanie, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Have a great day, folks.